Hey, we're, we're already getting started. A new venture for me right now. Not, yeah. Not popping a beer. Right. Not Take even. it easy. Taking it easy right now. Taking it easy this episode. I still think we'll be just as fun. I might even come in clearer, clearer, clearer. And not flurring my words. <laughs> welcome, slash you. Welcome. welcome. Welcome to Slash You. Bienvenidos. And how you doing? I'm Nick. I'm Andy. And guess where you're at? You are in class right now, and you are sitting in the halls and the ruins of Slash U. Ruins of Slash U. The ruins of Slash U. Exalted halls of Slasher University. Exalted. Yeah. Uh, we're a podcast that explores these these danky ass. <laughs> oh, that's a good word. And, or this um, one. Cheesy and often forgotten uh, slasher horror films uh, made between 1977 and 1988. There's so many, Nick. There's, There's so, so many. So many. And I don't want to interrupt uh, you, which I'm doing right now, but we got to go ahead and just dive into this one. This one yeah. is a very interesting one. Uh, 1986. Right. One hour, 32 minutes. Known as... Bloodhook. Bloodhook. Jody, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Directed by James Mallon. A Wisconsin film. Filmed in Hayward, Wisconsin. A trauma film. Yeah? A film that speaks to Andy's youth. Oh my God! I was having flashbacks in my childhood. This is this movie. Okay, this is movie was filmed in the Northwoods in Wisconsin. Andy's from the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Right. Uh, it primarily takes around uh, takes place around a bait shop. Uh, yeah. Andy's father owned a bait shop in the town they grew up in, Saner, Wisconsin. Yep. They, I just as I this was watching it, like the Great Outdoors, except there's <laughs> a maniac killer. <laughs> murdering people this yeah. <laughs> so i really had fun watching this yeah uh, kind of going back and forth um it would be uh very similar to when we watched uh the mutilator filmed mm-hmm. in my part of the woods where i was from in north carolina so kind of rad in that sense but not as close as home as it, i think this film is to andy Bloodhook, a film from the creators of mystery science uh theater 3000 yeah, it's billed as comedy horror no but it it's wasn't comedy super co- funny it's comedy because it's fucking silly as fuck yeah excuse my language I never will excuse it. It's unacceptable. All the There's, time. I, I, but, I, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, I almost kind of feel like when it, Andy texted me last night and was like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry about this film. Uh, it really bad. is lame." And I was like, "No, this is why we are. This is why we are slash you. Still not as bad as Final Exam. Yeah, that was your that was your response. Yes." And, and, <laughs> Still not as bad as Final Exam. This is the reason we do this podcast, so we can discover these movies and report on them to you, dear listeners and I, students. I, I, I think we should just go go right on in. So, Cliff Kill Notes. Andy! Cliff Kill Notes brought to you yeah. by towels. When you are wet and you need to dry off, pick a towel for you. Andy's Cliff Kill Notes. Go ahead, brother. Towels kicked us 30 bucks for this uh, for that sponsorship. Well, it's time for the annual Musky Madness Fishing Tournament in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Locals and tourists alike compete in the tournament to catch the biggest fish. Young Peter Van Cleese is in town with a group of his Illinois friends Illinois. to stay at his family's cabin. See, after witnessing a family tragedy at the cabin 17 years ago, Peter is out to come to peace with his traumatic past at this cabin and also just relax and enjoy himself. But there's a killer amongst the people in the fishing tournament. Peter and his friends find themselves in danger of getting hooked by our slasher and finding themselves landed in danger. Uh, So there's a killer stalking the fishing tournament, killing people. Um, 
Yeah, the fact <laughs> the original title of this movie was Musky Madness. It was. Yes, but the the trauma guys yeah. were like, no one knows what a fucking musky is, right. you know, out around here. So let's name it Blood Hook. Blood Hook. Oh man, all my Google tabs are closed. Shoot, I had a tab open that talked about the musky in this film. There's a giant a giant like musky. Oh like yeah, huge, when they when like, they get statue. into the town, yeah. It's it's uh it's actually the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame in Hayward, in Wisconsin. Hayward. It's just an enormous like building sized fish. Like really. the you Paul Bunyan and uh, the yeah. Babe the Ox. Babe the Blue Ox. It's yeah. just a really big fish. If you Google search of uh, giant musky Hayward, Wisconsin, you'll get it. Um, damn, I had a lot of tabs open that were actually. You want to hit uh, pause important. and? No, no, it's they weren't important to this podcast. They were more important to other things in my life. But I will figure it out, <laughs> and um, I'll get those back. But okay, because yeah. I can understand if it starts yeah. getting with your brain. Because no. first things first, this podcast, damn it, is more important. I, it is. It is. So if you than, need, if you need any... to collect yourself, no, it only had a gift that I was going to buy for Cheryl. But uh, you know, I'll figure it out. It would have uh, been better if you would have said for me. Oh, it would have been. Uh, Bloodhook so, characters. Should I go through the characters real fast? There's a lot of decent characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah, um, might as well. Our main, more more or less, our main guys, Peter Van Cleese and his girlfriend Anne. Uh, there's Rodney, one of his friends, and Kirsten, the obnoxious. There, there are a couple obnoxious uh, city folks who are Peter's friends. Finner, who's kind of their weird friend. Finner, F I N N E R. There's Leroy Ludke, the stereotypical bait shop owner. Bev D, not related to my mom. Bev is also named Bev D. <laughs> I never uh, thought about that either. I thought about it immediately. <laughs> oh, the lady's name's Bev D. <laughs> You texted my mom. I'm like, there's a chick in this movie we're watching called oh, named Bev D. She's a local girl in the North. There goes my joke. Bev D likes yep. the D. Please. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's uh, Wayne Durst and Evelyn Durst. Evelyn spelled like Evelyn. Evelyn, yes. His son. Yeah, very interesting to me. Evelyn. Evelyn. And then there's the Swain family, which was a stereotypical tourist family uh, consisting of Roger and Sheila and their kids, Irving and Ruthann. And also Denny Dobbins. He has a small part. Yes, and these characters will come to life as we go through the movie. Uh, Irving Swain, the young kid, was actually just kind of, he's from that area, standing around. And they were like, why don't we just cast you? And, really? and this is a true story. This, this is, isn't your fake news. No, and so they cast him. You can kind of tell that he's kind of a dumbass actor. There's a uh, lot. Yeah. They're, they're all bad actors. Well, not... in listening to his accent, I was like, there's no way this kid's from Illinois. <laughs> like, yeah. he's from here. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way he's talking. Yeah, that's what... Or, I'm the nearest I, I... cabs in Green Bay. Yeah. You know, I was like, what? This kid's... Ugh. Yeah, definitely a uh, little Andy. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Stop. I'm having flashbacks. So what we're going right. to do is just dive right in. So the yeah. scene opens up with a with an older man, what we assume, you know, a, a father in the Northwoods cabin on a dock uh, fishing. And he's got one of those old school tape recorders. I mean, with actual tape. The reel-to-reel. Reel, the reel-to-reel tape recorder. And he's listening to a, a song called, by Patty Lee, called Fishing for Your Love. Oh. And it's, uh, I'm not going to play any of the music for you. Andy, this movie alone could be based... Uh, solely on the soundtrack yeah uh reggae synthesizer pop uh <laughs> fucking old classic fishing for your love yeah. hooks hooks um a young peter walks down and sees his dad or, or grandfather fishing and um his grandson says well hey peter you want me to show you how this tape recorder works i can play it slow yeah 
I can play it fast and it's yeah. just, and it's, and I'm in control of it. So he, he speeds up the music and it's the fishing for your love song. Yeah. Play at a, play, played at a high rate or a high speed. Sound like the chipmunks. The chipmunks. What Very good. Yeah. Speed something up. Yeah. yeah. Like, fishing, fishing for your love, fishing for your love. Um, <laughs> he starts to flip out. He starts going mental. The uh, cicadas uh, are the coming. The cicadas sound effect kicks yeah. up in the woods. The, 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 it's just one of the sounds of summer. Is it is. Cicadas. You hear the them sounds all the of time. Summer. And they get really intense. Yeah. I didn't understand that. I was like, what the hell's happening? Because Grandpa sort of clutches his head and looks off to the distance and then well, jumps in the lake. Yeah. And no lure, no nothing, just flips out. And Peter watches his grandfather die. For some of you out there, some maybe some of our listeners that don't know what a cicada uh, sounds like. It's a buzzing noise. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and it's very important throughout yeah, the movie. And there's tons of them at once in the summertime. And they're just... They're quite loud outside. Uh, so Peter sees his grandfather jump in the water and his essentially his hat just floating away. Yeah. And the guy doesn't come up. No, he's, he's dead. dead. And Peter runs away. And, and I guess we, freaked out. Probably. Because we, we just sort of fade to 17, 17 years, years later. later. Um, Peter and his friends are all in a big Bronco, or, you know, this, driving. Peter and north. Finner, Rodney and Kirsten. Right. Um, music is on the mind. Yeah, this is talking about music. They they break. I just want to break down the music in this film now. We we it's it's a, a band they call the Red Echoes. Okay, and it's the screaming. He's like, listen to the scream. It's like Beethoven of our time, man. Like Finner's really stoked on it. Yeah, it's Finner's favorite band, the yeah. Red Echoes. Yeah, listeners, students, this is played out throughout the whole film. Red yeah. Echoes. Yeah, it's like it's that's in, all they fucking listen to. Well, teenage kids, man. It's like me and Nickelback. Kids. It's like me and Nickelback. I understand. Yeah, you just glom onto a song. Yes. And I won't leave it alone. So that's what I mean. Rodney like, hates it. He's like, I feel like there's chowder in my stomach. Yeah, like like it's hippie. Like, not, did he call it hippie music? He did call it hippie music. Rodney's character developed. It, he went from like snob Euro punk music snob yeah. to like Spicoli. Yeah. Hey, hey Leroy. Like, yeah. well, I, we'll dive into that, but his character definitely changes a yeah. little bit. But uh, the creators, I believe, of this film really wanted to dive into the spectrum of music in the 80s. Okay. Um, my thought, uh, Anne thinks the Red Echoes um, is a sexist band. Yep. But they just turn up the music and uh, they mm. they continue to drive yeah. um, to uh, the cabin. The cabin up in the woods. And this is uh, when we get to meet Leroy Ludke. Yeah, we cut to Mr. Ludke uh, cutting the head off of a little fish at his bait shop. Yeah. Extreme close-up of him cutting the head off of a fish and sweeping it aside. Bait shop. As a big Winnebago pulls up, right? (laughs) Big, like... Big old family uh, up from Illinois uh, in there, and I'll continue to put the S on the end. Yes. Uh, I get so Illinois I tell you, uh, these fibs, these fucking fish tabs, fucking Illinois (laughs) shithead towing a boat. Uh... (laughs) Pulls up in their Winnebago, um, and it's a stereotypical family. It's the Swain family. Yep. Um, Roger Swain and his wife, Sheila, and their kids, Ruth Ann and Irving, <clears throat> they get out, uh, and they, I don't know, they're looking for directions to the campground. Yeah, he gets pissed at Leroy. He's like, yeah. why don't you put signs up here like, yeah. and let us know where we're going? He's like, Leroy, well, hey there, don't you know? I yeah. can help you. I mean, yeah. I guess. You need me to draw you a map? Yeah, he's there, awfully a nice guy. You. Yeah, he's a nice Slow guy. Slow talking, you know, and, and <laughs> Mr. Mr. Swain, um, standing right next to the sign that says live bait, Mr. Swain says, do you sell bait here? Uh, to which Leroy could have been a big jerk. <laughs> you can't fucking read the sign. Yeah. But instead, he's like, yeah, I got some minnows and worms and grubs, you know, and uh, 
<laughs> Mr. Swain is like, I ah, want some minnows. And meanwhile, uh, little Irving was picking on a cicada yeah. on the ground and, you know, waving Foreshadowing. it, waving it in his sister's face. And his sister's like, get it out of my face. Yeah. And he's like, it's a cicada. Uh, and finds a little stud finder, Irving. He finds like a, like a tool in a toolbox, a stud finder for locating nails in the studs in the wall. Yep. And he asks Mr. Ludke, you know, what's this? Oh, that's a stud finder. And he tells him, you hold it up to the wall and you can find the nails, you know? And, and, um, I'm amazed. I want to pat myself on the back, but I sound just like Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, he's like, <laughs> Irving was, is like, uh, how much is it? And, and his dad's like, it's not for sale, son. Put it down, put it away. And Mr. Lukey's like, no, you can just have it. Just take it there. At don't this point, I know where all the nails are myself. You can just have it. It's fine. He's got a thick, like, Norwegian yeah. ancestry sort of accent, which totally. is normal for a lot of, you know, northern Minnesota and northern Wisconsin. Totally. Um, and he gives little Irving the stud finder. And then Mr. Mr. Swaim is like, you got changed for 100 which was very typical of those tourists back then when I was a kid. And Mr. Mr. Ludke's just like, no, you just take the minnows. It's on the house. He, they got a free minnows, a free stud finder, those yeah. fucking fibbies, um, yeah. fucking Illinois bastards. The, That's the what guy, I... He, yeah, he probably doesn't have anything bigger than a 20 in the... Yeah, British, I know. You know. And so, but he's so nice. And, uh, yeah. But yeah. he does give them a warning. Yeah. The lake's not a playground. We have to treat the water with respect. Yeah, the lake's not a playground. You treat no. the water with... I can't do it. That's Andy. what he says, though. Yeah. The lake's not a playground. Treat the water with treat respect. Treat the water with respect. And they're like, okay, whatever, old man, and they drive off. And uh, the gang pulls up to the festival, the Musky Madness Festival. Again, yeah. the original title of the movie, but uh, to kind of make it more a universal blood hook, right. uh, they went and stood out. So, but musky, the, we should, I mean, if anybody doesn't know, musky is short for muscalunge, which is the type the, of fish. Ooh. Yeah, it's called muscalunge. It's a, and it is a fish, and it is a big fish. It looks big. Uh, they call it the shark in the north because they're, they're challenging to catch. Uh, musky fishermen are very protective and secretive of their baits, their spots. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole culture around catching muskies. Are they in... Are they in our Great Lakes up here, or are they? I don't know that they they're in the Great Lakes, like, but like in, Michigan but, or Superior. But what about that lake know. that we went on in Saner? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know the all those Crystal lakes. Lake, Crystal it? Lake. There's Plum Lake. That really is a Crystal Lake up there's where. A he Crystal was. Lake near my house. Uh, <laughs> for those of you fans of, uh, of Camp Crystal Lake. Oh gee, um, I wonder if there's any fans. Of yeah, Camp Crystal Lake there, out there. I live near Crystal Lake. There's Plum Lake. That, you know all those yeah, little. Yeah, Plum Lake. Were there muskies in there? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, there's some lakes that are more popular for musky fishing than others in that part of the state. So for but. our listeners like me, I don't really know a lot about fish. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up like Andy did, which is kind of making this rad. No, in the sense that it was, I learned something from that. Muscalange. Yeah. yeah. And they are big fish. You see them in this movie. Like I was even asking Andy questions um, before we hit record because the lures they use are, are, are comedic in this because they, the lure is part of the movie. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, Andy, are those really lures?" And he's like, "They're they're comically large yes. in this movie. Uh, the fishing lures they use in this movie are more what you'd probably see in like deep sea fishing. Yeah, yeah. for I mean, swordfish and shit. <laughs> they're big. The, a musky lure though can be lar- on the larger side. I mean, it's bigger than what you're going to use when you're fishing for like bass or yeah. crappies or you know walleyes. But the um, a, a musky lure can, you know can be like ten inches long. And you know, I'm trying to think." Bigger than like a bratwurst, 
around. Can, you know. Do people eat musky? Oh, I think I asked you Yeah, that. They do yeah. eat musky. They, yeah. I think other types of fish are probably more popular, like northern pike, walleye, yeah. bass. I mean, when you go out to, like, uh, fish fry in the Northwoods, you're usually going to get maybe, like, a fish fry or perch uh, yeah, walleye. Okay. Um, those are more popular eating fish, but I'm sure people eat musky. Yeah. Well, th- this is this whole movie is based around the festival yeah. or the fishing tournament, Musky Madness. So our friends are there, Peter yeah. and his friends. They all just and pull it, it's, up. It's the biggest weekend up there, up there in the Northwoods. Yeah. Um, uh, There's 30,000 people in a county bigger than Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's coming up there, don't you know? The supper clubs are going to be packed. <laughs> um, everyone, for some reason, in this audience has a jam box. Another very important part of this movie. Yeah. God they all like their portable radios. Portable radios, jam boxes for mm-hmm. older, you know, 80s, you know. It was mm-hmm. like, so they're everywhere. I call them boom boxes. Boom box. How yeah. do you do? Musky yeah. fish shin. Um, there's a casting contest that's host, hosted by Denny, our small character here. Denny Dobbin. Denny Dobbin. He, uh, he's also known as the musky maniac, and he's a badass caster. So he puts a little dinghy, a little, a little ring, yeah, little like, ring dinghy yeah, out, out in the water and says, shows uh, Peter. Anne and the rest of the gang, Fenner, yep. Rodney, Kirsten, how he good of a caster he is. Zwing! Yep. Throws it out right in the middle. He lands the lure right in the middle of that ring. Right in the middle yeah. of the ring. So he's like... And this it, thing's no bigger than like a toilet seat. Oh, yeah. It's you know, small. It's, it's a small ring. Small yeah. ring. And yeah. so he asks any of those city slickers... You want to take me on? Want to take me on? And Fenner steps up with his own pole. <laughs> it was so cool. Fenner's got like this big plastic tube yeah. that he, un- he unlocks like a professional pool player yeah. carries his cue. da 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 yeah, and, and he unlocks it and pulls out his fishing rod and assembles it, and then he takes like a, a bicycle handle, a bicycle handle with, with, a, with a tassel, with tassels, and tack, yeah. tassels, and tacks it onto the end of the fishing rod. And boy, does Denny give him shit for that. Uh, yeah. Oh, where'd you get the tassels there, honey? Off your tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, Finn Finner. Yeah. Uh, crushes it. Crushes it. He, I mean, he, he matches him perfectly. Yeah, and everybody cheers and gets stoked. And, and Denny so calls gets him a cheater. Pit, yeah, calls him a cheater. You can't use tassels. That's cheating. <laughs> that you, rod's not a legal rod. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're just making fun of me for my tassels. Yeah. But Denny makes sure that he knows that he will not tolerate cheating. I don't tolerate cheating. He wants you, you remember that too. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah, it's so but, stupid. Uh, yeah, uh, again, Finner uh, destroys Denny. Um, yeah. at the competition, at the casting competition at the, at the little festival they're having, the musky festival. And this is where we also meet Bev D. Bev D. Yeah. She comes walking up. Hey, that's some great casting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in the movie, the little, yeah. Not great oh, no, casting not in the casting movie. like characters, but casting with the, <laughs> with the fishing rod. Uh, she congratulates, uh, Finn, Finner on, um, uh, uh, beating Denny. Not many people are as good as Denny, you know, and gives him a hat and a t-shirt and there's a little flirt flirting going on yeah this is weird. like I'll, i don't think i'll take it off yeah but she, she bev d's very nice and talkative she says like yeah. i'm working i'm the uh i'm the contest host it's 25 dollars a day for standing up and standing out in the sun sure beats a job yeah right then i'm like i'm thinking man this character is kind of off for me bev d seems a little off she's super cheerful she even looks at kirsten and says i like your hair and kirsten's just like i've been in the car all day yeah kirsten's not friendly she's the weirdest one other typical like girly girl like yeah but this is all gross like guide me with a spoon but but, but, i mean like andy i like your i like your shirt 
Thank you. See? There you go. Um, easy peasy. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Take the fucking compliment. Because yeah. another, like, uh, one of the Swains, the daughter... Yeah. Uh, Later. Yeah, like, says, like, I like your hair. I and like she's like... Hair. And she... Mu- I like your hair. It's like... I like your hair. Yeah. So Kirsten isn't one of my favorite, but... Uh, it's um, too bad she doesn't get killed. Anyway. Th- this is what's rad is... <laughs> And she well, actually, yeah, we're going to spoil the whole movie. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't I think we yeah, mentioned well, that. Yeah, we didn't yeah, mention that. We spoil the entire I, movie. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> shit. We pretty much spoiled it. Yeah. And roll credits. No, no. <laughs> this is where we get to meet uh, the Wayne Durst. Um, yeah, real he's, quickly. He yeah. looks like every guy in Bayview, like every hipster. Oh. Like this guy should be pulling up with a craft beer in his hand on a unicycle, <laughs> and, and like going, "Hey, has anybody seen my mustache wax?" Like. Right. He looks like a fucking hipster. He's an older guy. But they dyed his hair gray yep. and his beard. I yep. mean, he's supposed to be like a an old guy. And cranky dude. Cranky. Yep. He has a hearing aid in the one yeah. ear. Yeah, and... and Rodney's playing his boombox, his yep. jam box, and he tells him to turn off that headache machine. Yeah. Turn off that headache machine, yeah. damn it. And Rodney's like, chill, man. Yeah. Just don't rip me off. I you... can't hear my Imagine Dragons. Why? <laughs> Why Rodney got out of the car carrying the whole boombox is beyond me. I don't understand. They just need to have their music. Everywhere, yes, that that is like the music yeah. within this whole film. And yeah. I, I bring this up in my notes a lot. Andy is, I'm like, ask Andy about the music. Okay, ask Andy because it's weird to me. Like, I I could understand because this whole movie is based around. It is. It does play an integral part. Music in, in the movie and the killer and why he kills, but um, so that was Wayne. Just a quick altercation with Wayne, an, introdu- an introduction to Wayne, if mm-hmm. you will. So the gang yeah. continue. They leave the little musky festival and they head up to the cabin where Peter uh, grandfathers are from, and that's where we meet Evelyn, spelled like Evelyn, but it's Evelyn Durst, who is hipster Wayne's son, son. Yep. and he's a nut job. So yeah, he's a, a wacko. Q Annan, he would be. Probably oh. a ringleader. He's probably the Q leader. A QAnon leader. QAnon leader. Like, he is what I would think of. He would storm the Capitol. This guy, yeah. This guy oh, yeah. stormed the Capitol. He's holding an M16, <laughs> yeah. uh, empty beer cans all on the ground around him. He's sitting on a recliner, you know, a, a, yeah. an easy chair from totally. the living room out in the yard listening to the radio. Where on the radio, the DJ is asking the caller, name five things that are found in the military. <laughs> yes. And this woman's like, oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, doilies? Linens? <laughs> and of course, Evelyn's like, what the hell, you idiot? Yeah, and he napalm. starts rattling off stuff. He's like, napalm, M16s, tanks, blah, you know, canvas tents. And he starts naming off things. These fucking idiots. Yeah. And Q is, I mean, he, Evelyn. Evelyn. You Evelyn. Can call him Q. I should just call him Q. No, no Evelyn is. Uh, He's a right wing military wingnut. Totally. Yeah. Um, but he a does conspiracy have conspiracy theorist for sure. Totally. Yeah. Good call on that. Yeah. Very cute. Uh, but one thing that Eve and uh, has in common with the rest of the game loves the Red Echoes. Totally. Loves the, the band Echoes. the Red yeah. Echoes. Got because Rodney. Uh, I mean, Finney's got it playing. Finner has got it playing on the their jam box. Yep. Again, everywhere in the movie. And they bond right away. They do. And he's like, I love that one where they're playing live in Bacharach or something. You know, it's it's just funny to me because this guy was just going, yelling conspiracy Q fucking crazy at a radio. And then it's like, (laughs) I love the Red Echoes, brother. And yeah, Finn's like, I'm thinner. And um, he's like, Evelyn over here. Yeah. Good to meet you. It's uh, such an interesting name for a movie, but... Uh, the, again, this is Peter's property. This is the same property he saw his grandfather die, and now he's got all his friends with him. 
um, to I get, get the, at, I get the sense that Evelyn and Wayne are like caretakers. It's a great call. That's exactly are? are, yes. And that's because I my first thought was like, why are these guys here on, ex- on Peter's family's cabin? Well they're caretakers. Uh, yeah. Well, I would say that uh Wayne, the hipster the hipster grandfather, yeah, or father, he is the caretaker. Evelyn's his son, but Peter's yeah. grandfather, Van Nice, and uh Wayne were great friends. Big time. And so we're he, about to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. And so um this is where he he actually make, he reappears in the scene. Wayne the, the, Wayne does. Yeah. Um. And he this is he's the caretaker, right. but he quits. He does. He's he pissed. doesn't like their type. No, he's like you know you're you're not a Van Cleese. You know your grandfather was the last great Van Cleese that that lived here, mm-hmm. and uh, he quits. Hands in the keys to the cabin and uh, storms off. Yeah, but. Not Evelyn. He still wants to hang out with Evelyn them. wants to hang out. That so, was that part was strange. <laughs> they're um, all in the house. Yeah, all the, the friends go into the cabin and they start you know, taking the sheets off of the furniture and, and looking at the stuff hanging on the walls, looking at the music and the record player. Yes, uh, they mentioned my, uh, jo- uh, Johnny Cash, yep. uh, Glenn Miller. They also, she pulls out the record by Vicki Lee. Again, we're going to hear the, the song, song, Fishing for Your Love. For the, the beginning of the movie. From the beginning of the movie. And we will hear again, Fishing for Your Love, when... And puts it on the record player. Yep. Peter has a little flashback. Yeah, he does. And so, but Evelyn is just there hanging out yeah. on the couch. <laughs> He's now part of the gang, apparently. They just met this guy. And yeah, Peter walks out on the porch and, and he has some flashbacks. Uh, we sort of flash to him as a child uh, riding the, the automated cart from the top of the hill. Yeah, those, I love those. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Instead of steps, it's like this lift that goes down the hill to the lake. Yes. Like- um which is kind of cool. So he's having flashbacks of that. Uh, he's there to make amends or come to terms with the, the trauma he witnessed his grandfather jumping in the water and disappearing 17 years ago. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you can't even say drowned because the guy dove in and just never came up. You're like, I assume he drowned. Nobody could breathe underwater. Well, later in the film, we learned a body or anything. They say it was a murder 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's like, I wouldn't call it a murder disappearance disappearance and it they was, never classified it as a murder yeah. whereas peter did yeah he feels like his grandpa's killed somehow but he saw his dad he saw his grandfather just go like this clutch his head ah okay so i know they the can't see me yeah but i'm putting my palms over my ears squinting yeah. my face and yeah. ha ha and this jumping in the water yeah like i just think if i saw my grandfather do that and i was his age i would go like mom or yeah. i could swim at that age so maybe i would try to dive in after him i don't know Peter thinks his grandpa was killed. Yeah, so uh, um, now we're, what's great about this scene after you know he has his reflection, we go to, uh, we fast forward to everyone at the club. supper club. Yeah, this is what they do. The supper club probably would be better explained by Andy. Oh, it's uh, clearly a Friday night fish fry. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got fish, and the Swain, the Swain family uh, is hanging at one table. That's, uh, again, the, the people from Illinois, Roger, his wife, uh, Sheila, and their kids, Ruth Ann, and... Irving. Can you tell um, them what a supper club is, though? It's a restaurant. I but mean, why do we call it supper clubs up here know. in Wisconsin? It's more or less a restaurant. But they, but it's <clears> such a like it's it's not even a club. It's not like you got to pay a membership fee yeah. to get in or anything. But and supper's just, a big word. Supper means dinner. Some people yeah. don't know. I didn't know what supper meant for oh, a long time. Really? No. Oh, see, for me, yeah, supper was interchangeable. Well, I was always dinner. dinner. Yeah, coming I mean, for supper. Yep. Yeah, supper means dinner for some of you. Like, and le- let us know if you've never it's heard like the It's like super with an extra P. Yeah. 
S U P P E R. Supper. So like they're supper, all supper, dude. Sup. What's up, dude? <laughs> they're all uh, eating dinner at this crowded, you know, restaurant. Something we don't see these days. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and, mo- and mom, mother, the mother, Swain. Yeah, uh, Sheila. Sheila, she loves loons. She's like, I just love those loons. She gets wet. Where oh. do they come from? <laughs> she gets wet over on Golden Pond and on loons. Yeah. Like, it's like wringing out those Moss Swain uh, panties. Oh, God. Ugh, God, what a thank you. Oh. Loons are uh, an aquatic bird. Yes. Uh, very beautiful call. You yeah. know, the... Um, common in the Northwoods. A lot of the people love them. A lot of tourists like to listen to them. It's very... They're an interesting bird. Yeah, we have, we've had them down. Uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're they're everywhere. Yeah, uh, but around Sheila, the water, right? And Sheila, obviously being from the city, doesn't get a chance to hear much. But she's raving about how much she loves loons, and of course, her husband is like, "I've been around a loon all day," you know, picking on her. Yeah, uh, the kids are bickering a little about the fish or whatever, and uh, Sheila just says, "Like, I just uh, I should just go up to my sisters," and uh, you know, they have a little bit of a a fight more like her and Roger. And he's just like, fine, continue on. I'm Action. here to fish. I'm here to fish. God damn yeah, it. We'll fish in this musket tournament. What can I... I'm a urologist down I'm in Oak Brook park. Or I'm whatever. from Illinois. I'm from Illinois. Yeah. And so, um, Sheila leaves, uh, She's like, I'm just going to call a cab and go to my sister's. And that's when Irving, her son's like the nearest cabs in green Bay, mom, <laughs> uh, which is true. There's not going to be a fucking taxi yeah, cab. And this is way, no Ubers, like, no Lyfts. No, you're not going to find that. And so she storms off. Uh, the rest of her family assumes she's gone off to visit her sister. And Irving's just like, oh, dad, you really cheesed her off. You yeah, know, cheesed. Cheesed. Uh, uh, good she's really reference. PO'd. She's but PO'd. What's, what's interesting about this, too, is that the, the Peter and his gang are sitting right next to the Swains. Yeah. So uh, the teenage Swain, the, the daughter. Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann leans over to Kirsten and goes, I really like your hair because she does it different throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And this again, Kirsten mocks her. I really like your hair. Again, mm-hmm. being a total sniz minch. Yeah, because the girl, the little Ruth Ann's just trying to be sweet. They're both so, from the city. You'd think they'd bond over. Yeah, there. Ruthie uh, <laughs> really doesn't notice, and so no. um, music. We're back to music at the gang's table being discussed. Um, whether Peter's going to try to make a living uh, being in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Red Echoes are brought back up. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Finner, I guess Finner's not really having it. Finner dishes out his owl knowledge. I don't know why. He just randomly says, um, I want to tell you about the owl. Yeah, I don't, nocturnal bird, preys on rodents, yeah. and lives alone in the woods. He takes off to go fishing, yeah. and that's when everybody says, He's nuts, or he yeah. needs a girlfriend, or or what? Yeah, he's I, just a weird guy. This is like when the scenes start breaking down. Like each scene is like ten seconds. Yeah. It, it switches so quick in this movie. It's it was hard. I had to watch it twice. I would not be able to do this podcast if I had not watched it twice. Right. Um, Peter goes to get them some beers, and that's when he sees Sheila Sheila's, Swain, Mrs. Swain, out on the dock. Yeah, she's out on the dock. She doesn't originally go to the dock. She's probably waiting for her cab from Green Bay. Yeah, good but luck. she hears a loon. Yeah. So she's really stoked on that. So she walks out into the dock. Yeah. And uh, she again tries to call the loon. Yeah. She hears it again. She gets so stoked. She's a little whistle. Yeah, a little, little. But it sounds just like a fucking whistle. It doesn't sound yeah. like. No, it's stupid. But yeah. She has a whistle, and when she blows it, and the loon calls back, it calls she gets her back. All excited. Yeah. Her, yeah. Oh, gets I'm a, talking to yeah. it. <laughs> she squirts a little bit. So. Um, God damn it, Nick. So. <laughs> uh, so again, she she hears the loon and. 
The cicadas, though, are starting to come back. Yeah, you hear the cicadas rev cicadas up. Cicadas rev up big time. Good call, Andy. And all of a sudden, there's this huge fucking lure. A fishing lure, yeah. A fishing lure kind of hit around her neck. Yeah. Wrap around her neck. And she starts spinning around comically. Yeah. Like she's just spinning around with her arms out. Yep. And it, she's slowly getting... It pulls her. Pulls her to the dock. She falls off to her death. Yeah, with, with we the, assume. Yeah, with, she's, with, well, no, she, we, she yes. But, um, and that is my duck call, kill shot of the week. <laughs> my duck shot kill of the week. Dick, duck shot kill dick, of the dick, week. Dick, 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 shit. So kill. instead of taking a dick kill shot, she's on a duck. So I thought it'd be fun to do a duck shill, kill it. shot. That's duck kill shot. Um, but as Andy said, we assume that she's dead and we do spoil shit. She is dead. She's definitely dead. Um, and, and, and Peter, like, at one point saw her on the dock, looked away for a minute or two. Then we looked back, she was gone. And he's, like, really looking, like, where yeah. the fuck is she? He didn't see her fall in, but she was there, and then she was gone. And he's like, did I did I just witness somebody fall in the water again? You know? Yeah, so, it's, yeah, so yeah. it sticks with him. Remember that, gang? Yeah. That sticks with him. So yeah. um, back to Denny's little cabin. We're going to flash on over to Denny's house. Like you said, all these scenes are really fast. They it's, really come up fast, so yeah. I hope you can stay with us. But yeah. Denny is out in his little ca- uh, cabin, his little boat his cabin. Boathouse. Boathouse. Yeah. Where he's breeding a large husky. Musky. Musky. Husky. Yeah. He's got a... <laughs> yeah, a dog. No, he has a big tank where he's been... Um, he's cheating. Yes. He has a huge musky that he raised in this tank. She's... You know, he's co- he's talking to her. I don't remember if he gave her... Oh, I love your little white yeah. belly. Let yeah, me rub it one more time. Right. That's right. But he puts like a hair clip on the, the, the top fin, dorsal fin of this muskie. He's like, this way I'll recognize you uh, different from your sisters, the other muskies in the lake. Like, well, how would he, he even get to, it? Like, what if it what? I have no idea this guy's plan. His like, plan, he just I come guess, back and just like hook it? I just... don't know if his plan, yeah, his plan is like go out in his boat and, and like pretend he caught this muskie that he raised himself in a tank and then try to win the tournament. And that's what he's trying to do. Yes, he's he's trying to cheat, which he's he cheating. doesn't tolerate. Yeah. And Dick. Wayne Durst is uh, kind of spying on it. Hipster Wayne. Through, through the window, sees, yep. sees Denny doing something. Denny gets in his boat and rides away. And Wayne opens up and he's like, God damn cheater. And he tips the musky tank into the water, thereby setting the musky free. Setting the, the musky l- free. Into the lake. And just so you guys know what the tag is, it's almost like a hair clip looks yeah. like. Yeah, it looks like, or a clip that you put on a bag of chips. Yes, something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. It's that. red. He, he, red puts it on the fish. Something yeah. that is brought up later um, uh, during a fishing scene. Right. So with that fish gone, we're back at Peter's house. And uh, it's Peter and Anne laying down. On, in a on bed, bed. In, in, in Peter's cabin. And, you know, he's playing around on the keyboard. Yep. And I guess this is when we're, they're starting to talk about his grandpa's death and, 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 and how he thought he saw something this evening that reminded him of that death. Yep. Was it because... She saw. He saw. He thinks he made it. Might have seen Sheila jump off the dock. Sheila jump off the dock. Very similar to what his grandfather did. Yeah. So and Anne's like, you got. If you think you saw something, yeah. Tell somebody. So that's and, a confrontation. Yeah. And so he storms out. Well, she confronts him about more than all that. Like, oh yeah. You want to be a musician? Yeah. Like, you yeah, should yeah. actually try it. You know, actually go for it. Do something. You know, don't just dilly dally or wish. He's wishy washy. He's kind of a wimp, or he's afraid to. He's afraid to commit to anything. Yes. He's and afraid th- to tell anyone that he saw this, might have seen this lady jump off the dock, and he's afraid to try making a go at music. Yeah. So he storms off. Yeah. 
And I thought I guess, we were going to see some boobies, but we didn't. <laughs> boobies. Yeah. That's a polite way to, that's a PC way to say oh, it. Oh, okay. Boobies. Uh, that morning, Rodney and Finn are out fishing on the boat, you know, yep. partying, having fun. Yep. And what we realize soon is Finn, Finner's already caught something. He caught a big old, uh, Rodney says, show me that alligator again. Yeah. <laughs> and Finner picks up this giant ass musky. It is huge, uh, it's friends of the It's an And he says, I think it's dead. I can finally take this tag off without losing my hand. And it's the hair clip. It's the hair clip. He, he caught Denny's musky. He caught Denny's musky or <laughs> Denny's musky that he was raising yep. in his boathouse. Uh, but that's when uh, Bev D's on shore, and she's like, "Oh, hey, yeah, don't she's don't out you for know? A jog. Yeah. yeah, that's a big ass fish you got there's over there's." <laughs> so of course, you know, Rodney's in charge of the boat. They pull right up because he's trying to get his homie Finner. I think a little bit of he's playing wingman. Wingman, yeah, good call. He's playing wingman and Finner and. Uh, Bev is so nice. She's like, why don't you guys come to my house, have breakfast? Yeah, to where she has left her son, a uh, <laughs> two-year-old son, I would assume, soaking uh, in the sun in a playpen. Yeah, right uh, out in the front yard. Yeah, well, in front of bears, coyotes, hey, Northwoods man, rapists. It's yeah, the it's 80s. the 80s. Yeah. Cocaine and kids are fine. They sit down and have a little breakfast, but they ask her that, you know, don't you worry about bears leaving them out there? And she's just like, no, I just take all the sweets away. Bears can smell them. No, and, and she doesn't let him eat sweets. Uh, yeah, because bear, bears what? can catch the scent. And, what? Yeah, so. <laughs> because she said mama's got to have fun too. Mom's got to have fun too and mom's fun is going out for a jog and, and Finn's like, oh, I like to run. And maybe get a little bit of that D, Bev D. She goes, uh, we should maybe run a half dozen miles sometimes. <laughs> Who says it that way? Jody. People from the Northwoods. We should Jody, run a half dozen miles. Jody, now we're cracking up about that. Couldn't she just say six miles? Yeah. I she said like, well, it's she, uh, half a dozen, one six of the other. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> she invites, uh, Bev D invites Fenner to go for a half dozen mile, run, mile run. run. Yeah. Let's go uh, on a half like, dozen mile run. You know, that'll be great. So even though that, uh, you know, Rodney's not really into this. So he's like, I'm going to go check out your disc collection or your record collection or yep. whatever. Yep. So he sees that... He finds the Red Echoes. Yep. Uh, the song Things Aren't What They Seem recorded live in Budokan. Which is what Evelyn said he liked earlier in the movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this music, is, I, 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 I didn't record it because it, yeah. you could never really get a good sound nah, of it. It's okay. And I don't even know if you could find it on YouTube, but it's a, it's a funny-ass song. Everything that you hear, though, you're starting to notice... Because Finner brought it up in the very beginning of the movie. It's the scream. He's like, yep. no one can... Like, this, this guy, when he screams, it's like Beethoven. Nobody can match that. No yet. one can match it. So, and also in the song by Patty Lee, "Fishing for Your Love," it's a scream. It's a, it's a, a sound sus- like a long sustained note. A long. There the you scene. go. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and so, this is uh, Denny though does find the boat. He he's getting because I guess he realizes now that his fish is gone. Oh yeah. So he's scouring the lake and he pulls up while they're at Bev D's having breakfast and jamming out to the Red Echoes. Yeah. Denny pulls up and he finds the tag. The little red tag. Yep. And it's the second time now that Finner has bested him. First in the casting contest and now in the, he caught my fish, you son of a bitch. But Denny obviously can't say anything because then he'd be exposed as a cheater. So, So, I mean, right now you're kind of getting the idea like, okay, we're getting a killer. We know someone's going to be the killer. Is it Denny? Yeah, is it Denny? I don't know. But Bev Bev D sort of cuts him off from dancing and says, this is my husband's record. And you're like, oh, she's got a husband. Interesting. She was hardcore flirting with Finner, but okay. Weird. And she just says, like, I got to... My son's getting hot. I'm going to take it. I thought she was swim. divorced or she was going through divorce. Separated, Separated. Divorced. Yeah. To me, that was never clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Know? And there's other scenes later on we'll talk about. So she tells the guys, and this is, again, so Northwoods. 
she literally just met these guys like yesterday and she's just like i'm gonna go outside and let my son swim while i work out because he's getting hot you guys thanks for coming by just shut the door when you leave <laughs> leaves these two <laughs> illinois boys in her house just yeah um, that, that is funny cause she wants to take her kids swimming because he's yeah. getting hot. So I'm going to try to, uh, kind of run through this next couple scenes cause they do qu- go quick. Yeah. Um, we're, we're back to Leroy's. Uh, they make sure we're, we're getting an idea that he's uh, feeding his minnows. It's very important. Yeah. Feeding his minnows puts up a sign to go fishing cause the contest is going on. So he's going to go out and try to catch a muskie. Right. There is so much again going on in this classic that I just to kind of keep the time going. Mm-hmm. We go back to Bev D's and now lifting she waits with lifting weights in the yard. This chick loves to work out. She yeah. is all about working out and running and, <laughs> and, and not so much the red echoes, but working out. She watches her son play on the shore as she does a uh, dumbbell, like chest. Uh, she's working out her chest. Like a with chest press thing. Chest yeah. press. Um, this is as, as the son, the two year old plays in the water. I'm like, Ooh, cool. Is this going to be like a pet cemetery death? Mm-hmm. Um, the cicadas, uh, come in, uh, relevant, loud. And, you see a lure come in and it grabs one of the, the little ringer things like the they floaty. were using in the contest. Yeah. Grabs it and pulls it away. Uh, Bev D continues to work out. Next thing you know, we hear a kid scream and there's a bloody lure going away. I'm like, no shit. The kid's going to be dead, but the kid just got cut. Well, that's weird to me, Nick. This was a little disturbing that our killer in this movie was going for this kid. There seems to be anyway. I was like, oh man, this guy. <laughs> No whole, I guess like, that's a good point. Nothing's off the table if he's that's... trying to hook and kill a little two-year-old. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, was it, maybe it's the cicadas that are driving him to to that that inner turmoil within his head. But um, <laughs> Rodney goes to Hipster Wayne to borrow some fishing gear. And this is so. So this is now when Rodney goes from. I like music and I'm a fucking '80s new wave. Yeah, hipster. Rodney goes. But, but, but he now he's like, cool. "Hey, what's up?" Hipster way, Mr. Durst, can I borrow some fishing gear, dude? Yeah. And, uh, you know. And Wayne... Rod- Rodney's using the fishing lure as an earring yeah. at this point. I think after he was with Finner and caught that giant muskie, Rodney's got the bug. Because Rodney's like, I won't go out fishing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because that would yeah, saw it. And so, and, he's, and he tells Wayne to himself, he's like, I really like it up here. I really feel like yeah. this is a place where I could fit in. But he really is like pulling like a Spicoli. Yeah. He's really turning into like a dude, what's up? So And Wayne's like, You're like acid rain coming up from the south, destroying from things. From the city. From the city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go borrow stuff from Ludke. Yeah, so that's where Rodney goes. He goes over to Leroy's place and Mr. they bond. Mr. Ludke. And this is where we hear the story of Peter's grandfather. Yeah. Because Rodney finds a bullet in the fishing bait store. Yeah. Hey, do you guys use bullets to fish? No, no, no. We don't. That's not safe. Uh, we used to. Yeah. Yeah. You sound just like him now. Hey, thanks. But they go, he tells a story on how this lucky bullet that Durst and Peter's father. Right. Were Peter's, buddies. Were, grandfather. Grandfather. Were buddies. And they would, their first big muskie they ever caught, they kind of knocked it out with the Copper like bullet? a copper bullet. Yeah, and it was a quick... I wanted to research this before we hit record. I, I forgot. I'm sorry, students, but I think that that was a common thing to either kill or knock out the muskie quickly yeah. was a was a, a bullet. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and it got in their biggest one, so they reused it. Yes. So reuse it, reuse it, until one day... You would dig the bullet out of the fish. Yeah, and then yeah. reuse it again. Yeah. So it became their lucky bullet. Yeah. 
Peter's grandfather caught a muskie and it was squirming. And so out of control and hipster Wayne Durst was trying to shoot it. But instead of hitting the fish, he hit Peter's grandfather in the back and near the spine. Yeah. I'll I'll pay for a doctor. I'll let me get out for you. No, leave it in there. You'll have to grind it out of me to get this damn bullet. Isn't that something? He said, you'll have to grind me up to get this bullet. So Van Cleese, Grandpa Van Cleese was a super nice guy. He ended up offering Wayne a job after that, and that's how Wayne became the caretaker. Mr. Ludke tells this whole story to Rodney. And he's like, that's pretty awesome. It could be a great movie, man. You can make a movie, man. Dude, right on. Oh, totally whack. (laughs) Or whatever. Uh, (laughs) We go back. We're back at the dock. We're back at the dock. We're at Peter's dock. Peter's Peter's cabin. Uh, Anne Ann and Kirsten Ann, meditate. Yeah. Well, Kirsten. Well, Anne's meditating, and Kirsten just watches and uh, talking to her. Gets super chatty and and Evelyn's way up on the balcony on the porch, checking out that ace, creeping, yeah, uh, creeping. But Anne is deep. I've, this is when I'm getting the idea that she meditates. She's psychological. She's telling uh, Anne, or she's Anne's telling Kirsten that it's not about fishing. It's about getting in touch with your roots, getting in touch with your past, right. really trying to identify with what your future is going to be. And that is why he's casting. And she's like, well, I thought it was just to catch a fish. Horror comedy. Um, <laughs> and so uh, this was another scene where I thought we'd see some pubes because Kirsten's topless sunbathing. Oh, on yeah. Her stomach. There is no pubes. She never gets up. They, there's a little side pubie. There's a side pubie. But, later. Um, but how many times can we say pubie? Pubie. Drink. So. And this is when we get Rodney, who has now left Leroy's. Again, quick scene flashes, yep. so I know it's hard to stay with us. So after the meditation scene, we're back to Rodney by himself on a boat, terrorizing Denny, uh, Denny you know, riding circles around him, you know, being a little city punk ass. Flipping little him fibby, off. Little fibby punk ass. Yep. And uh, now we're over to Bev, D, and Finn are running. They're out jogging that half dozen miles. Half dozen miles. And... Um, <laughs> And you know, Finner stops for take a take a breather. So we're establishing all these things going on. Is all it is. So, yes, yes, exactly. Like the everybody's kind of off on their own, doing their same thing yeah. during this uh, festival weekend of muskies. Right. Ronnie now decides, like, hey, I'm not really into fishing. I'm going to go for a swim. He just anchors the boat out. Anchors the, lake the boat and goes and swimming in his jeans. Yeah. Who goes jeans? He was jeans the... around in jeans. You could go. You're, there's no uh, one around. Go naked in your panties. I don't. Wet jeans are the worst. Well, he climbs back into the boat in his wet ass jeans and turns on the radio, the music, uh, and lays down, assuming to cool off. Um, stands back up. Uh, stand back. Stands back up. I don't know. Fix the volume, or he does something, and a fishing lure comes flying in onto where he was just sitting. That's my the sound of my hand hitting the, the yeah. surface, and he turns without looking and lays back down on top of it doesn't realize it's there. The cicadas are going and crazy. The cicadas right? starts going crazy yes. and the music is the music is playing and um whoever casted this lure now pulls it and it hooks Rodney right in the taint and testicle area. <laughs> <laughs> Frenulum. Uh, the testes and uh starts pulling him towards the back of the boat by his balls and he's on his stomach laying on this fishing lure and starts screaming and we see a streak of blood on the on the seat of the boat as as Rodney's getting pulled towards the back <laughs> by this comically large fishing lure and he's uh struggling with blood on his hands and and uh getting uh, everywhere uh, splashes blood on the motor of the boat and he ends up falling in the water and he's dead and that's my literal dick kill, dick kill shot, shot of the, of the week. week yeah pew, 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 pew. Rodney, Rodney. 
Hooked in the dick. Hook in the dick. Dick shot kill. We got a doc. Doc shot kill. Doc. And a doc shot kill. Yeah. Dick cut shot. God, dick, fuck. Dick shot. Shot dick. I even had a beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, haven't had any beers uh, at all. So We're uh, back at the supper club. So Rodney's dead. Yeah, Rodney's um, dead for sure. And we're back at the supper club. Kirsten, Peter, and just talking music. Yep, and drinking drinking a beer. This is when we hear about the Devil's Chord, Andy. Um, it was quick. Th- this is where it's first mentioned. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, the Devil's Trifecta. It's a it's a note that can be found like in like Here Comes the Bride. But if you take it a note further, it's it's a note that could make it will drive people mad. Crazy. Yeah. So Kirsten just is eating this up. She's like, Peter, that so is so fancy. fucking cool. You are such a cool guy. And I just want you to see my babies. Oh my god. And Anne's not digging this. A little jealous. Anne's yeah. not digging this at all. But <laughs> later they do find um, they find Rodney's boat or the boat Rodney was in. But the no, Rodney. Said someone, the sheriff says is there. He says he, somebody found it drifting. Yeah. And uh, they're pretty pissed. Um, they determine. Oh, Peter says like. We gotta go. You gotta question uh, Evelyn because it's only, a bullet. They found a bullet. A bullet. He's a gun nut. He's a wacko. It's an M16 bullet. You gotta go. You gotta go after him. I love um, it when they get to the house. When they get to their house. Oh, get back to the cabin. Yeah, Peter gets. <laughs> he gets on the police radio uh, uh, bullhorn. He's like, "Come out! Come he's out like, with your hand. Leave your gun. Come out!" Yeah, he's like Evelyn's because like, sheriff's like. Peter, be cool. I got. I'll take care I'll of this. Do it. Yeah. Peter just gets on the. T- hey, Evelyn, come out and bring your gun. You're under arrest. You, yeah. you killed Rodney. <laughs> so the sheriff shakes his head. He enters and uh, Evelyn's and Wayne's place, grabs M16, which just turns out to be wood. It's wood. Yeah, because he takes a knife and like whittles off a piece of it. He's like, yeah, here's your gun. You know, here's your M16, and it's not even a real gun. Yeah, uh, it's I, just very cleverly carved to look exactly like one, and, and, paint, and painted, painted exactly like yeah. one. So, and uh, uh, back at the this is now we're back at the lake again um, because the contest is still going on. The Swains minus Sheila, uh, Roger, Ruth Ann, and Irving are taking their RV and trying to back their boat into the water. Oh, that's another and they, real quick stupid scene. See, yeah, but yeah. they almost hit. Um, Poor Wayne Durst. But almost hit uh, hipster Wayne Durst. Yeah. And he's like, sorry. And Wayne Durst goes, oh, fiddle snaps, Mr. Green Jeans. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really, some of these scenes are like, and that's again what I read in this, this, this screenplay was like thousands of pages and they're yeah. like, this can't work. I mean, I still don't understand how this could have happened, yeah. but with some of these scenes, I can. So, um, back to our gang, uh, Kirsten is distraught that... Um, Rodney's missing, and she decides she wants to go swimming. Yeah, she flips out, which is it's weird that I didn't understand the flip out. She's and just runs off, like even yeah. watching the second time. But she's distraught. She runs off to be by herself at the cabin, and as she's going down in the, in she the, gets back to the cabin. The she's going, she, yeah, yeah, she's going down on the lift in her bathing suit. It's interspersed with cuts of uh, what is it, Wayne, out on the water. Mm-hmm. So we're now being set up to think Wayne. Is our killer because Wayne's out on his boat, right? Yeah, she's talking to herself, getting down yeah. to, to I miss go. Him so much, I really yeah. Like and no one cares about me, but she's going down on the lift to get to the water to yeah. get on a raft. Yeah. And at the same time, as Andy was saying, Wayne is, you know, getting his lure ready, getting his pole ready, sitting on the boat. Yeah. Oh, is he going to? Is he going to get Kirsten? Is he the killer? Yeah. They set it up to make it look like uh, she is because you know she puts on the music, she yep. puts on the red echoes. Yep. Uh, gets and she's on floating in the water. Floating in the water, the cicadas come up. Yep. 
an, and an a fishing lure. lure lands in the yeah, water next kinda, to her. Yeah, gets her. And then next cuts cuts right to Wayne. Yeah. Now going, I got that bitch. And he's and you think he's got a body, which yeah. obviously it's not a body. No, but it's he, much smaller. He's got yeah. something wrapped in plastic. But you think pops it into a cooler and pours ice on it, and he's just like, I finally got that bitch. Yeah, and then it's just uh, it's just a fish because guess what? Later at the fishing yeah. way, they're like, hey, guess what? Um, Wayne's taking the lead. Wayne's in the taking the lead. Yeah, so. we cut to him weighing in his fish at the contest. So it wasn't no Kirsten getting uh, that but he killed. This is when I realized that it's the red echo scream and the and yeah, the fishing cicadas. for your love that and the cicadas that might make the 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 mind yeah. go nuts. So we're back with Finner and Bev, Bev D. D. They're 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 back at her house after a workout. She's like. But we got to get one more thing going. Let's do some setups. Let's do some setups, and, and they do some setups. Yeah, no, and he gets a boob grab. You know, yeah, he makes out a little bit and grabs her boob. I don't even know because they never, you know, they 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 flash. They time passes. Time passes. Did they do it? And she's like in a robe, and he doesn't have a shirt on. Yeah, so she's like, so, and you got to go. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, I just got to do stuff around here, so you you got to leave. And he's like, will you be around later? And She's like, yeah, come back later, like midnight. Okay, but he, yeah, and, it, and he leaves. Yeah, it, they it's, make plans for later. It's stupid. It, <laughs> this movie is very slash you uh, students. Uh, yeah, uh, we haven't seen one like this in a while. To where it has been somewhat confusing, and I yeah. hope you can stay with us. Because um, then it, we're back with Ann and Peter in the on the in the cabin, sitting on the couch. Briefly, Anne talks about how she hates the cicadas. How they start and stop. They start and they stop, and they're so loud when they do start. And, and then um, Evelyn goes off on his cue vibrations. Evelyn comes Q, in. Evelyn, about, yeah, yeah. Q sets up these vibrations for worms to come out of the ground. <laughs> whole Northwoods are wired up like a D battery. <laughs> He's just going off about yeah vibrations, and you think this gut is from. Uh, like my gut he blames his beer gut on like the government or something yeah. like that he's full of crazy um conspiracy theories and peter's also concerned about kirsten which is kind of making an jealous we haven't seen kirsten yeah and it's like i don't like the way she looks at you yeah and all, like, yeah so, all that aside she's missing yeah so. yeah i mean the thing things are getting kind of fishy <laughs> um and i guess a uh, wayne and evelyn have a fight son and dad dad and son have a little disagreement about the conspiracy theories that yeah that wayne, wayne tells is viewing. shut up yeah but this is when hipster wayne is able to tell the story the same story that we heard uh about Earlier. the bullet the little copper bullet that hurt, yep. hurts or, or, or gets stuck into peter's grandfather yeah uh hipster wayne's able to tell peter and Anne the story the the about the little copper slug the little yeah. copper slug that could he um, talks about how he was sorry for quitting and that uh wayne uh, peter's grandfather was a great man and talks about accidentally shooting him in the back just like we already learned from mr ludke um we learned that Mr. Van Cleef was a great man because after Peter's or after Wayne actually shot him in the back, <laughs> he offered him a job rather than like pressing charges or anything. Um, I think is that like when Dick Cheney accidentally shot a guy in the face and the guy apologized to Dick Cheney? Remember that news story? <laughs> this is what that's making me think. Oh, of. I just got to Oh man, I shot you in the face. Oh, sorry, you shot. It me was in an face. honor, Vice President yeah. Cheney. Uh, in any Dick case, Wayne. I don't want you to go down that road. But yeah, in sorry. any case, Wayne Durst is um, obviously very uh, admiring of Peter's grandfather, and of course leaves the room. And Anne's just like, "Wow, great story." And Peter's like, "How am I ever going to live up to that? My grandpa was a great man. This is 
where I kind of got annoyed by Peter. Like, yeah, you whiny little bitch. Just yeah, be your own man. Yeah, Why do you got to live up to somebody. Just, just do your own thing. Yeah, go back to Oak Park. Oh, oh, I know yeah, they weren't yeah, from Oak Park. I know they're from Illinois, though. I would right. say Chicago. But now uh, Leroy's, we're back at his little fish bait shop, and little Swain, little Irving, has floated down yeah. by himself at 10 at night to visit and steal from him. But uh, snooping around Mr. Snooping Lukey's around, place. Snooping around Mr. Lukey's place. Perfect. There was an interesting line here. He says, you know, Mr. G, Mr. Lukey, it sure is kind of dark in here. Don't, why don't you put some lights on? And Wayne says, oh, I like it quiet. Yeah. And Irving's like, well, lights don't make any noise. And Mr. Lukey says, yeah, some of them do. You know, meaning like, yeah, they do. Fluorescent lights and such. They oh, buzz. Oh, yeah. They can, they can buzz. Dude, you're, you get some... A lot like uh, cicadas, <laughs> my friend. I just caught it on the second watch. That Mr. is good. Mr. he doesn't like those I, I just, of noises. I just thought it was a little smart like thing for little Irving to say, mm-hmm. lights don't make noise, homie. But um, Little kids do. Get the fuck out of my shop. <laughs> so Irving notices the Korean War helmet that uh, President Truman... Oh, That's, right. President Truman made me go get that hat because it's obviously he was in the Korean War. Yeah. And, Luke, he, yeah. and I guess there's a bullet hole in it. Yeah. And while um, and at one point while Lukey was bent over, uh, Irving held the stud finder up to his head and it moved. You know, oh. this is where Irving discovers that Mr. Lukey has a plate in his head. Because probably because he got shot in the head and they had to, that's how they, yeah. Because the helmet uh, had a bullet hole in it. Yeah. So, and, uh, so with that, now we're getting it metal, cicadas, music. Um, and you know, it's all starting to kind of come together for the viewer. Anyway, uh, Irving's dad is stuck out on the lake. So yeah, Irving's dad is stuck on the lake, but Leroy says, I'm going to, I'm going to take you back up home there up to the North and I'll get you home there. Yeah. You never know what's going to be on the water. You never know the water. So, but the, the, but, uh, father Swain, Roger Swain is stuck on the lake. He spent all this money on On a boat boat and it's not working. He is pissed. Um, And he's got his little air horn. Yeah, trying to get attention. He's trying to get somebody to come help him. Yeah, because he's just stuck out in the water. And no, fit- no oars. I mean, yeah. you, you take paddles or oars. So if you do run out of gas or your motor doesn't work, you can at least row to shore. No doubt. Yeah, dipshit. You well, deserve he, to be stuck out he there. He is from Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Um, Finner is also going fishing this evening. He went back to Bev's place at midnight, like she told him. And she's getting cousin. She's fucking on the couch. Not fucking. She, she is sitting on the couch getting with cuddly with Evelyn. What the fuck? Yeah. They're I like, did not expect that. They're making nicey nice. Yeah. That's her fucking husband. That's her dude. Yeah. What the hell? It's never really revealed if Evelyn is her estranged husband or if they are still married or just separated or completely divorced, but... In this scene, they look awfully friendly. Yeah, like, this, and this is a take well to Finner. Finner. He's like, ugh. Yeah, so ugh, obviously... I liked he, that. Yeah, I, I liked I liked doing sit-ups with her. Yeah. Um, I did start to think here, oh, they're playing with us now. Who's the killer? Right. Who's so going to die? Finner goes off to get twisted and fish and get drunk and... And just wallow in sadness now. Yeah, but 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 before, yes, he does. And at back at the cabin, Anne and Peter are having a very deep talk about their relationship, about the future of them, about the future of yeah. of their own selves, and of the relationship. Peter is afraid to commit. Yes, and blah That's blah where he blah flat blah out blah. Says blah. It. I'm afraid to commit. But uh, this is when we get our first shot of Side Bube. Originally in the movie, she the r- director wanted her to do a full shot. Yeah. Uh, she declined it because, true story, they, uh, her and Peter, the, the real the actor yeah. who played Peter and her, 
did not get along in real life. They didn't oh, no like kidding. Him. If you notice, there's not a lot of interaction between them, no. like, as far as dialogue goes. they're supposed to be a couple. They're supposed to be a couple, and they did not wow. like each other. So I she did probably didn't that. want to show, but she still had to show him the bube. Oh, he's looking at him. He's looking at the bube. But we're not seeing but him. But we're not seeing him, but. So she's okay showing him a man she doesn't like, but deprives us, the viewers. I know. And I. Very strange. Yes. Anyway. But uh, again, uh, students, so sorry that this switches so much, but yeah. uh, we're back with Pa Swain and his air horn and uh, his cause of death. He, he, he is gutted. A lure, a fishing lure comes out of nowhere and just hits him on his gut and, and uh, while he's standing up in his boat and it just sort of starts pulling him in and pulls him into the water, he, but he's bloody. Like there's, yeah. it's nasty. Um, this, whoever threw this lure hooks him right in the gut and pulls him in the water. Yes. It, Done. Uh, dead. I know this, uh, scene actually, it was funny. I read that this scene, uh, took like five nights to shoot because the director got angry, left and flew back to L.A., and then they had to come right you back. You are bullshitting me. No, I'm not. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like a joke. Ah, oh, God geez. dang it! Yeah. You failed on that one, my friend. Damn it! I know you were trying to get me with Nick's fake news, but uh, it was just a little, little too far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast isn't yeah. over, Andy. You need to find that sweet spot where it's, it's, uh, it's <sighs> far-fetched enough, but not too far-fetched. I was like flew back and came back no we're done now <laughs> i would have believed it took multiple nights to shoot but as soon as know, you talked just, about the director like, got that's mad not or like whatever. fucking you know yeah. john carpenter's nephew yeah that's well see be the now best. i'm on the lookout for this crap i know uh, fuck uh, uh bev d is toying with the boys i don't like this this but... yeah this was weird bev is kicking evelyn out for some reason just he wants leave. to stay just leave she's she's got to beat it and so um uh, yeah i didn't get that there must have been a deleted scene i don't either because th- again this is when it's switching so much because back yeah. at the cabin i guess peter and ann are finishing doing it uh he has a realization that maybe finner's the killer yeah and, and she's and like how would finner kill your grandpa he, he was, was just a kid, a kid 17 years but ago she's like no but he's like no listen it's the music and the cicada like he's starting to come to realization let's yeah. go find him over at bev d's so uh, that's they're like she's like okay we'll go to Bev D's, so yeah. back at Bev D's she puts on the red echoes. Uh, she just in, kicked Evelyn out. Just kicked Evelyn out. She wants to go for a swim. Going for a night swim. And the lure gets her almost. Lure almost gets her. She oh, it gets hits it her off. in the back. Yeah, but then she gets swacked with a paddle. Yeah, and uh, <gasps> and Bev D, dead. Yes, which sucks. And, she was a cool character. Again, and, and my mom. Yes, yeah, we'll like that <laughs> for that. Back at the, we're back at where the the festival's still going on. It's a all night party. I guess we're, so. Yeah, it's it's a weigh in. They're like, weighing a fish. This was great. Denny's fish. It was Denny's fish, and they're weighing it in. And little, uh, what's his name, Irving? Irving uh, has his little stud finder, and he's like, "Hey, there's metal in there," and they cut open the muskie, and there's a big metal pipe in there that that somebody stuck into the fish to make it weigh more. And it's Denny getting exposed as a fucking cheater. Yeah, the the cops uh, carry him away, but I thought thought they were going to, like, arrest him and shoot him. You know... (laughs) Yeah, Frontier Man, Justice. Maniac Cop, Northwoods. North, Northwoods Justice. You cheated in the fishing competition. That's a that's a big offense. We're going to have to take you out and shoot you. Sorry. No shit. You're done uh, now. But uh, so this is when sheriff, the sheriff does get uh, together with Ruth Ann and Irving and says, hey, you know, we found your dad. Oh, yeah, the kids. But no dad's boat. Where's your mom? They don't and, know that they are orphans. Yeah. The, yes, they don't know <laughs> they're orphans. Their, both of their parents are dead. Holy yeah. shit, they're orphans. Well, they can go yeah. live. They can, you know. 
That would be a great blood hook too. No, yeah, anyway, you know. uh, little Swain thinks something's fishy is going on. Irving, <laughs> uh, and he tells that to the uh, sheriff. The sheriff, and this is when chaos and musky country ensues. I mean, uh, like what I say, chaos. I mean, this is when everything's. This <clears throat> is the climax starting to come come together. Yep. Fenner, this is when Fenner's pissed because he saw his girl, who what he thought was going to be his girl, making out with uh, Evelyn. So he grabs a sixer, his pole, takes off to go fish, and he winds up in front of Leroy's in a boat. He's in a boat in front of Leroy's drunk. Yeah. Singing Northwoods reggae. I caught the I I I caught the musky on the ting. You know, yeah. like it's watch the movie for this scene. Well, and alone. at the at the same time that he's doing that, Peter and Anne showed up at Bev's house thinking they were gonna find Bev there with Finner, but Bev's missing. And of course they suspect Finner. Yes. And Evelyn is there too, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill him, blah blah blah. So they suspect Finner, they're looking for Be- Bev. Now they're also looking for Finner, and he's back at Mr. Lukey's place. Well, after drunk. yeah, after and after singing that great Northwoods reggae, he uh, decides he wants to play his favorite band again, the Red, the Red Echoes. Echoes. The Red Echoes, a play <clears throat> that that screen comes on. Leroy is in his fishing bait shop, goes fucking nuts. He just grabs the his cicadas head. start. The up. cicadas start. So he must kill Finner. So he goes out there with his fishing lure swings it out over at Finner. Hits him in the side of the head. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it just and the lure falls off. You think, oh, he got away. It rips off his fucking ear. Yeah. It's such a cool scene. Finner pulls a Van Gogh with, <laughs> uh, takes, you know, take, finds, you know, like, his ear, pulls it off. And Finner's just like, what? And sees Mr. Ludke. This is where we reveal Mr. Ludke's the killer. Uh, and he's being driven nuts by some, the cicadas or something. They still haven't revealed it's the music plus the cicadas. Yeah, but it's uh, but he's that's how this is how we find out. And um, Mr. Ludke uh, casts um, or what? Oh no, Finner jumped in the water for some reason. Yeah, yeah, to, just to, to get away. But you then know, he but immediately is trying to get back onto the boat. Just for I some guess reason. to do that blood smear on the boat because oh. it's cool. It's a cool scene because he's trying to get back on the boat. Uh, Ludke just decides to grab the boat, hook the boat, and drags the boat Dragging in. The boat in, and so when and. Whilst whilst Finner. Finner is holding on to the boat, he whacks him, drags him up on the dock, and this is I didn't a like great this. scene. I didn't write notes on it because almost was disturbing to me. Would have been X-rated if they didn't come to a conclusion. They wanted to give this an X rating because of this scene alone. Um, is that true? Yes. Oh wow. See, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I should be counted like if you know now it's like a game of hit or miss with Nick. Oh, you no, son this of a is bitch. a true shoe. Almost an X rating. He guts the mouth like a fish, gang. So imagine like it's a, like he's put him on a stringer. Yeah, I put like him on a stringer. Do but if you don't know fish. fish, like so he puts seriously like a steel pipe through the bottom of his mouth, comes through the top of his mouth, yanks. No, him. no, it's. His chin. Yes, like, chin, yeah, sorry. And it comes chin. out his mouth. It comes out his mouth. Yeah. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. Goes to the bottom of his chin, comes out his mouth, hooks him like yeah. a liner, a fishing yeah. liner, yeah. drags him back into his uh, fishing bait shop yeah. to cut him up, where he throws his arm up on the shelf, he <sighs> grinds it up and sifts, sips coffee, so he's grinding up human meat, which now I'm assuming is food for the minnows. He and feeds his minnows, the people that people. he kills. And so I don't know if that's a good musky. I mean, minnows. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't fish for muskies with minnows. No. So no. I guess the perch out there are getting some yeah. or cannibals out there. Yeah. Uh, and this is back at Peter's. I guess the chaos is ensuing. So Anne to to deal with the chaos gets wasted. She's crying about all the death. Yeah. Uh, and and drinking and plops down on the floor. And Evelyn's like, you know, your woman's uh, your woman's stressing out. I saw it in Nam. 
saw it in Nam a million times or whatever. Is... And, um, Kirsten shows up. Yeah, she's back. Screaming incoherent, but she's back. She wasn't dead. No, but how did she get back? Was she on a boat? She claims that um, she was swimming, and then what? She, her, she tells her story to, to Peter really fast. She was swimming. She saw a, a like a lure in the water next to her. She fell off, and then there was a boat that was coming at her really fast, and she just swam away and uh, just swam away. And she swam so hard and so far that by the time she got to shore, it was dark and she didn't know where she was. Because at the same time, when she finds when he finds Kirsten, he finds the ear. He's yeah, she's been lost all this time, and I think she might have come upon. Did she come upon like Finn Finner's boat? And uh, yeah, finds the ear. It's weird. But back because Le- I I wrote that down. There's a shot of someone picking up an ear and just going, "Poor bastard." Yeah, you know, poor poor Finner. That's yeah. what they say. So back at Leroy's, and I got this for social media. This is rad. Oh, so, this is so gross. He he. Now Leroy's takes his time. A long scene drawn out, but it's worth it because at the very final end, he's going to drag in what we think is a fishing line full of fish, but it's actually full of everyone that he's killed. They all look the same, kind of water drawn. Michael Jackson zombies and thriller. Mm-hmm. But I thought they would at least try to make them a little bit more distinctive who they are. I thought I saw Rodney. Yeah. But, um, you know, these bodies have been sitting in water. Yeah. And he obviously is collecting all these bodies. It's a really like cool you scene. Do if you're a fisherman and you went out and you caught, you know, half a dozen fish, you would put them on a stringer and throw them over the side of the dock to preserve them so they wouldn't you know go bad you, you keep them in the water so that's what he's doing he has yeah, a string this, full of humans I, I, i'm excited for everyone to see this so Ugh. uh back at peter's uh evelyn evelyn and peter talk about the cicadas and the devil's trifecta music the diablo ludica it makes people crazy and how it kind of goes in with the 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 cicadas and how it's all coming together and evelyn's like hey man this ain't no japanese monster movie yeah and evelyn's like i could have told you that <laughs> like he immediately is like, I could have told you that's a real thing. Um, yeah, um, Peter's sitting with his keyboard and he's like, listen to this note, plus the cicadas. It can, they outlawed it in the 13th century or something, is what he said. Yeah. It, cl- it used to be in classical music, but they outlawed it because it drove people nuts. So now that they know it's Leroy, they now realize that they have to kill him, so they have to devise a well, plan. It, yeah, they... Um, Ruth, Ann, and Irving show up. The kids yeah. show up because they heard that these people are investigating disappearances. Yeah, your and their dad's parents dead. are missing. That's when Irving says, "Mr. Lukey has a plate in his head. Um, I found, you know, I, and I found the lucky bullet while I was over there." And that's when they're like, "Oh God, it's Lukey." And Wayne, Evelyn's dad, Wayne, hipster Wayne, doesn't believe it. You're all fishing in waters you know nothing about, is what Wayne says, because uh, he can't believe his old buddy Leroy Ludkey's a killer. And it just doesn't make sense to him. Well, that's when they said, well, let's go fucking figure it out because we're going to find out to kill him. Yeah. So Evelyn and Peter. Peter go over there. They find uh, the loon lady's loon collar. The whistle. Sh- yeah. Sheila's whistle in the minnow uh, tank. And they they find also find Bev's wedding ring. Bev's wedding ring. And they also find a refrigerator full of intestines. Yeah. So Body parts. So they stuff. know something's up. I, so I guess Anne's not drunk anymore. So she decides to go meditate on the pier and... Play "Fishing for Your Love" by Patty Lee, and the, then the cicadas rev up. Nuts. And here comes the lure, and she gets she a escapes. hook in the hand. Yeah, was, she escapes briefly, but he ultimately gets her. Yeah, and, and she, he just takes her. This, he doesn't kill her. He yeah, just kidnaps takes her. her alive. But this scene is so long. She's waiting for that damn gearbox or that, that the lift. The lift to the come thing down. Thing I didn't understand was if she came down there to meditate. Why wouldn't the lift just be down there? Yeah, no, it's, it must return up to the top automatically. This is it, this it's this movie is getting. This is it's dragging uh, drawn a out. Bit. Yeah. So now so that uh, Evelyn taken... and Peter, yeah, they come back to find Anne missing. 
Uh, Wayne still doesn't believe it, uh, but they try to convince him to help. Irving gets the lucky bullet out. Wayne says, fine, I believe you. We got to use bait, though. Peter uh, volunteers. And this is when Peter finally fucking steps up, and he parks with his boat outside of Ludke's place, and he's preparing to play some music to try to lure Mr. Ludke out, and waiting for the it. cicadas. But, yeah, he chickens out like a little bitch. What a fucking little... And he I, ends up sitting there all night. All night he sits in that <laughs> boat while Anna's in there trying to talk her way out of dying. Yeah, ultimately she, Ludke throws her in the cooler. Yeah, throws her in the refrigerator alive. And shuts the door. But uh, Ludke puts Anna in the fridge. Peter's a big chicken, is what I wrote. So, you know, yeah, he is. And so they're not going to be having this. Uh, Wayne's not going to be having this. No, he's going to go after Ludke yeah, at so the hipsters, Yeah, he's going to go after himself. So... Uh, back to the muskie contest. Leroy wins because I guess of his great he had a big human fish. human bait. Yeah. Uh, Wayne hipster Wayne runs up yelling that Leroy's a kill and the sheriff's not having it. No. Um, and this is where it starts. Uh, Wayne it, goes back to the cabin where Peter's I know there. we've lost our listeners. Peter's there casting on the dock in the water, and Peter's like, Teach me I'm to gonna, cast. You got to teach me to cast just as good as Ludke. This has been a great montage. And um, I like, you know, some of that Red Echoes like, music. Yeah, Wayne's like, oh, you want to you want to get him on his terms. Yeah. All right, Van Cleese, we'll teach you. And Peter goes, don't call me Van Cleese yet. I have to earn it. <laughs> and this is what have been a great montage. Yeah. Then like, you know, like. But the movie's already far too long. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, so that night, Peter parks again outside Ludke's place, plays the music, and faces off. It's like a dueling, dueling fishing line cast. Yeah, Ludke comes out and casts and hits Peter in the chest with the lure. Yeah, and he and, he, per- he perseveres and hits. Yeah, he perseveres and casts and hits Ludke in the neck. So this is the final climatic scene. It's so cool. So yeah, the, and um, the cicadas are singing their love song as this fight of lures <laughs> goes on. Peter passes out, and Mister Ludke ends up pulling the lure out of his neck and reeling Peter in and taking him inside where um, Peter eventually <laughs> wakes up next to the just, box. He's laying on the floor, bloody chest and he wakes up in the, yeah, the boom box is there and he reaches over quietly while, while Mr. Lukey's sharpening a knife and starts playing the music Yeah, with the cicadas again. It disorients. Yeah. Lukey so he starts, like, so, but that's what Ann starts knocking on the refrigerator. So he gets out, they hug, they, as they hug, the jam box falls in the minnow falls tank. Falls in the minnow tank. So, and so <laughs> Leroy kind of comes to, he's ready to fight, but he hears the cops coming. There's a siren coming. Yeah. And he and just runs off, runs off and Peter Kirsten and Peter and Kirsten are in, back in their car. They look at the big fucking musky. The, it's the, the next day. The yeah. next day, the big musky that, uh, that the tourists take pictures in front of whatever that. Right, the big, huge statue. Yes, thank yeah. you. And, and they, they drive, drive off. Away. The movie and drags the fuck on. So the sheriff is asking Wayne, "You got to help me go find him." You know, he's not going to last long out there with bleeding the way yeah. he was. And Wayne's like, "You know, I know these woods, but not like not like Lukey. He knows the woods much better than I do." But they hear, but and you, you, uh, the, there's a still, there's a, a just a shot, a B-roll shot of of the water, yes, and logs, and, and you stuff. hear him screaming, and you hear the cicadas revving yeah. up, and then you hear, yeah, you hear Lukey going. Ah. Because the cicadas are driving him nuts. And they roll credits. Yeah, roll credits. Does he live? Are we going to see a blood hook too? God, if we I haven't by now, <laughs> I don't think we will. We can make a postquel. You want to make a sequel, we can. Uh, Nick and Andy's blood, blood, hook two, blood Hook 2. Where Mr. Ludke has been surviving in the woods. Yes. And maybe the kids. The kids the come back. The kids, because they're back from Illinois. Because their you, you, parents yeah, were killed by Your parents, a, yeah, you killed me. And it's like maniac... Like being at Cop of the North Woods or something. We'll figure it out after this break. Let's take a break. We'll go over the kill count and talk about our next movie.
All right. Hey, this is um, a slash you disclaimer. Okay. We want to take this time to apologize for the past hour and 15 minutes. Not apologize in the sense that, uh, you know, I know many of you have listened to our podcast. This movie was chaotic. Blood hook. Scenes were ever changing. Yeah. Um, even I was getting anxiety. That's I don't think why I even wanted to have a beer while I discuss this oh, movie because yeah. it was just so much going on that you felt like we were being confusing. Yes. Um, so this, but this is what we do. Slash you, Andy. I, I know, I'll say it once. Yes. This long. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we even rushed through some things, <clears throat> and they're, they're, the characters' development's worth it. It's fun. It's campy. It's 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 an eighty slash movie. Yep. Again, this is why we started the university. So um, that's just a little side note that I wanted to mention. Andy. Thank you. The last movie to be confusing like this was Blood Diner. Oh, yes. That chaotic. Remember? Because Blood Diner, we were like, there's so much going on. (laughs) That's still my favorite movie, though. So I feel like the movies that have blood in the title might be (laughs) be, um, weird. Well so. said, brother. Well said. Kill but, count. Uh, Blood Diner is still my favorite. Yes, yeah. Andy, what is that kill count? Uh, the kill count. We had Sheila Swain, the mother who loves loons, got to lure her around the neck. Rodney, uh, the hipster guy who uh, turned out to be like, what's what did you say he was? He ended up being like Spicoli. Yeah. Uh, got to lure to the balls. That's my dick, shill, dick shot kill. And Sheila was your doc shot. Doc shot kill. Doc kill shot. Doc kill shot. And Rodney was my dick kill shot. Uh, I thought Kirsten was dead, but she wasn't. She came back later. Roger Swaim, Sheila's husband and the father to the Swaim children, took a hook to the stomach. Ouchie. It was gross. Dead. Bev got hooked in the back and then knocked out and killed. And Finner pulls a Van Gogh when he got hooked in the ear (laughs) and removed his ear. Um, We assume Leroy Ludke didn't die. uh, So that's five. I got five. One, two, three, five. That's it. Did you get Bev D.? Fuck. Bev D. Six. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, Bev. Hooked in the back. Bev D. Yeah. Yeah, that's five. That's it. Sheila, Rodney, Roger, Bev, Finner. I feel like we're missing something. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think so. Evelyn survived. Wayne Durr survived. Uh, yeah. uh, Denny Dobbins survived. Denny dead. You're right. Yeah, everybody's okay. Those are our... You thought Kirsten died. Yes. But she didn't. She came back later saying she swam off. So, in any case, those episode were 35, 35 Blood, blood Hook. hook. Um, for 36, we're going to do another one with blood in the title. Yes, that's a great call. Called I Blood think Tracks. Blood Tracks, 1985. 85. Yep. One hour, 21 minutes. A film crew producing a rock music video decides to shoot at an abandoned factory. That's located above the snow line. So it must be on a mountain, I guess. When an avalanche... Above the snow line, there's no trees. Oh, there you go. So when an avalanche strands them, a murderous family living in the factory attacks and kills many of them. Uh, Available to rent on Amazon Prime for 99 cents. That's your homework. You can buy it for $2.99. I don't know why they would make it available to rent for 99 cents. Just fucking make it free. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, they're assuming that if you're going to rent it, you're just going to buy it. it. If it's good, if it's good, I'll buy it for $2.99. But if it's like Bloodhook, I can't believe they fucking wanted $20 for this movie. 
Bloodhook, right? Bloodhook was a rental for five ninety nine or purchase for nineteen ninety nine. I mean, you don't. They have... know that those Illinois tourists are going to do it. <laughs> those like, people from Chicago, yeah, they got always, that money. Uh, we inflated our prices at our store because we knew they'd pay. Well, um, so we <laughs> we have a wedding coming up and a bachelor oh, party coming. Oh, that bachelor party was fun. Yeah, we're all done with that. Okay, <laughs> I am. The bachelor party was a success. You uh, must not remember it. Yes, that's uh, what it is. Um, the wedding is coming up in a couple of weeks. And we're excited about that. So yeah. we're going to be taking some breaks during that, obvi. Yeah, but, but we'll still tr- do our best to bring you the best in slasher. Best in slasher. Content. Episode 36 next week will be Blood Tracks. Watch it. Go watch it. Um, also, follow us on Instagram, slash you underscore podcast. Hit us up on our website, slash you podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Will you please? Uh, I know you hate I'll hearing this. I'll update it. I will. No, I'm, in, I'm, talk, I'm talking to the students, not oh, you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're talking know, to me. I would, I'm Andy, immediately I defensive. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't yell at you. You got a wedding to plan, damn it. Um, I'm saying like and rate and subscribe and do all that podcast shit for us because it would mean a lot for us. It definitely helps us out. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll, if you want us to rate you too, let us know, man. We're all about community here. Speaking of community, I think we should play that Terra Twins podcast uh, promo sure. right now. Because I'll throw some promos Speaking in the of show. community, they have done so much. They're great friends, uh, Travis and Dalton. So they'll play us out. And uh, until we miss anything. No, that's it. Uh, class dismissed. Class dismissed. Class What's up, everybody? This is Travis. And this is Dalton. And we're the Terror Twins Podcast. Join us every Wednesday for your weekly dose of horror and cult classic cinema. Follow us on our nostalgia journey laced with over-the-top tangents. You can listen to us now at all of your favorite streaming platforms. And you can find us on Instagram at the Terror Twins Podcast. Do it now. Now.